2: You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave
3: Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. A couple of texts in about this, the revisiting Kenny's comments after the game, uh, that he uh, can't be mad that they didn't do the right things or have any assists because they were fighting a couple of texts texture says this isn't the ultimate compliment for a player that he makes it look easy we don't make anything look easy probably because we aren't doing anything right yeah that's the 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 in the the reverse way of saying what we're saying here uh, it's not fighting if you're doing it wrong it's just wrong but for him to I like the, him phrasing It kind of the the Positive way Don't we think The best people At these things Make it look real easy And we don't really Make anything look easy Yeah And I'm sure That basketball Looks really really hard To do when you do It all wrong
4: That's a good point Everything looks harder When you're doing Everything wrong
3: Now about Kenny Seeming like he has A uh, That he has it In his mind That he has a lot More time than any Of the rest of us Think he has Texture says this, great point about KP not understanding expectations on a timeline. To that point, isn't it on the leader to properly outline expectations? Feels like herd should bear part of the blame if there was truly a misalignment on expectations. I think the last part of that sentence is pretty important, or that text. Uh, I'm not sure Kenny's connected to everyone else. You know, when he said the, uh, in my mind, this is just me, I think he thinks he's allowed to think about the job he's doing all by
4: himself yeah like you get to redefine the job yeah you don't have outside expectations on your job it's just how you measure success no that's what i think has been glaring from minute one because it's clear that he had a different timeline in his head but i don't think any of josh Hurd's comments actual comments have ever reflected that not not to the extent that that kenny wants it to be true you know I, i feel like Outside of, of of setting numerical expectations, amounts of wins, and everything, which no ad is going to do like that precisely, I think he's pretty much said loud and clear how far behind he thinks we are, and how unacceptable this is. Um, I don't. I think it's a it's an offshoot of everything else we talk about with Kenny, where he seems stubborn or or, or unwilling to take you know. Guidance and unwilling to change the way he's doing things. I mean, a massive example of that, the most notable, is probably that he made zero staff changes after a 4-28 season. And then within, in that same postseason press conference was telling us that he wouldn't do anything differently, clearly, because he didn't want to change his staff. You know, like those are the type of things that shorten your, your time here. They shorten it i mean the, the thing that shortens it the most is going 428 but what shortens it more is that you're unwilling to change whatever was going wrong the first year and there were lots of things going wrong you were unwilling to change even the smallest thing except to turn over your roster It, it it's kind of mind-numbing at times when you when you think about it too much and you because we have i mean we've thought about it a lot we've uh, picked apart his statements until we realized that it's worthless to pick apart statements. I remember how many times people, and, and I understand that, look, it was the first year and we didn't want to, like people didn't want to be overly judgmental of the things he was saying and doing because we didn't see what it looked like on the court yet. But there were lots of times where we were like, I don't like what you're saying there. You know, when he talk about NIL directly, you know, and, and, and eventually I think people stopped like telling us to pump the brakes and like, why are you guys being critical about this or that? Why? I mean, why, why you got to pick apart every little thing he does? And now we know that you have to pick apart every little thing he does because he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to be looking at the details. Like it's, It was almost like an exercise that first offseason. Instead of being a, an exercise in urgency where he is evaluating his roster the minute he touches down, And deciding who he wants on his team and who he wants to move on. And looking, not just in the top five or ten prospects in the portal, which we know the ones he missed out on, but looking down, doing the work and looking down the sheet and figuring out who's going to play well together, who's going to do well in your system, whatever that might be. Um, Any of those, those things, instead of just keeping the guys on the roster, that... Rick, Rick Bozich wrote a couple weeks ago, we're never in his plans going forward, which is an insane thing to do in any basketball program, but especially at a place like Louisville. Where you're saying, well, I don't want these guys, but I can't do better. What kind of a statement is that? That's what we're, That's what that article essentially implied. I know these guys aren't it, but I'm not going to do better. This offseason, it's impossible. So well, instead of going out and finding and, and, and evaluating and finding these guys that can help you, you just rocked with the dudes
3: you had? But you didn't rock with the dudes you had at the same time. It, because,
4: yes, they... Th- I like the way you said that. Sorry. Well... I you mean, didn't rock with the you guys didn't. you
3: had. Yeah, the narrator. They did not <laughs> they rock. They did
4: not rock. In fact, <laughs> rock with the guys that
3: they had. There was no rocking. <laughs> <laughs> But the, he didn't. Like, that's the thing. No, he did Before the season was even over, he was telling us he couldn't wait for them to be gone. Yes! And then telling us that what they did didn't count anyway.
4: But the implication that he couldn't have turned that roster yeah. over, and like he, there was a gun to his head, and these were his players, and that's it, is insulting and inaccurate, as we've seen in countless other places. One being Kansas State. You know, he didn't go out and get 10 top 100 transfers. That didn't happen. He uh, w- wove together uh, 10 guys and made them into, you know, some kind of tapestry. They ended up going to the Elite Eight. You know, it, it's... <sighs> yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I just... The, the, the
3: excuse making is just... Text into the... Uh to the personal bad phone here. I wonder if Josh put KP on a performance improvement plan and is waiting for his 90 days to fail <laughs> before moving on. Yeah, Plumber Chuck, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up?
1: What's going on, guys? Thanks for waiting, buddy. I hate this cold weather. I broke my ankle, dude, so I'm laid up for about six to eight weeks. Jeez. So, I haven't been able to tune in because I'm kind of laid up at the moment, I'm not out working like I can listen to y'all all the time. Uh First first thing I got to say is Josh Hurd could have taken care of this after the Kentucky game and uh, made a change. And I just don't understand why. I understand why to save a little money. But everybody's checked out. Everybody's seen the writing on the wall. And everybody's done with it. And I'm forgiving somebody a chance. But like you said, not changing your staff and this and that and it's the same road we're going down this year. So, you know, he needs to go, and I'm going to be honest with you, there's a lot of people out here, and I know you're in the media, you really can't say a lot, but Josh Hurd, if you don't get this hire right, you need to go too. I don't care what you've done everywhere else. Like I said, Jeff Brown was coming back, and this is on you. If you don't get this hire right, then you need to go too. The second thing I got to say before I get off here, this is a couple weeks old. Uh, This was a post that's been going around on Facebook and stuff about some guy named Donovan that uh, had an update. His four hires for this program would be Cronin, Beard, Musselman, and Tang. And this came out on the 11th. His name's Shirley Donovan. Oh,
3: yeah, we know know Mr. Donovan.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if y'all spoken about that, but that's been going around past 48 hours here on Facebook. So kind of comment on that because I don't know about the guy. And uh, I'll hang up, and y'all try to stay warm, and we'll talk to you later.
3: I appreciate uh, that very much. All right, a couple things. And I, I don't think Plumber Chuck meant it uh, as an insult, but damn it, it landed as one. So let me just say something to all of you out there can say whatever the hell i want right
4: and i know chuck he didn't mean it that i way, know but
3: yeah but i don't want anyone to hear what he said and and think uh that uh, we are somehow editorially limited in what we're allowed to say uh as uh, hosts of this show or the you know, because we have some sort of uh you know we the broadcast relationship with you L, whatever it might be uh if i thought josh was screwing up i'd tell you and I do think he made a mistake in not making a, a, a change after the Kentucky. I agree. I do. And yeah. you, you've said yeah. you've said it, and I've said it. And yeah. I don't know how any, you could listen to everything we've had to say about Kenny and think that we're somehow censored uh, in any way. Right. I've never been censored.
4: Nobody's ever sent me a text message at all. Like, and, and there's multiple people over there that have my number. Nobody's ever sent me a text message trying to check me. Ever. Um, and quite frankly, we've said it, but I've tweeted it. I've said it on this radio station. It's not a it's not a secret. If like I think Josh Hurt's doing a great job, but if he's if he messes up the next men's basketball hire, it'll it will be out of our like, anybody's hands. Like yeah. that that he will he will probably wear that one, and and it might cost him his job. Like trust me, it probably will. Like if he if he if he screws up the beds basketball hire, that's just how it is. In our flagship flagship program, but I think he's doing a really good job in every other facet and. Of a very successful athletic program that's got a really big exception, which is our flagship program. That's fair or not, that will get that will lose you your job if you mess up that hire twice, even though he was an interim. The first and that's time that's
3: true of anyone. No one hundred percent true. Two in a row, no. bonehead hires at one of the premier programs in the country and the premier programs in this athletic department. That's
4: true again of of everybody. Right, and uh, nor should you be able to. Right, like if if if, if that's it. Fair or not, that first one's going to be on him too. If he if he messes up this one, yeah,
3: one hundred percent. What if he comes out and says the next hire is is
0: coaching hire one?
4: <laughs> he, he was coaching hire zero. I, yeah,
0: I, I would give him a round of applause. That I think be I would so funny. That.
4: Give an extension of that boy. <laughs>
0: Uh guys, guys, it was my first hire. You know, give me some time. I would laugh so hard if Harrison. No, give me
3: some time to get my guys in
0: here. <laughs> we I had would, limitations. I would cry laughing. I could you know, what was I supposed to do?
3: No, nobody wants to hear that. Eighty one fifty, ninety three nine. So look, I just wanted to push back on that one part. I don't want anyone listening to think that like we are can't say things. I I do think Never Josh made, made a mistake in not firing him already. I do think it was right yep. uh, to send the message that even if we can't make it better, we can we can send a message to everyone that it, this is not okay and we won't do it anymore. Yeah. And we're working on it. Yeah, it's it's we've stopping moved it is, is an end unto itself. I I do think that that was a mistake for him to make, uh, or for him to do that. So we're critical. I just and yes, if if he hires another bonehead and it doesn't work out at all, uh, yeah, he's going to be under major major pressure
4: for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the reality of the situation. And and we've both been on record as saying that we thought he should have taken action after the Kentucky game. And the conversations we're having right now is the reason why. I mean, everybody's stuck in purgatory. And it's not fun as a program or a fan base. And nobody really knows how to talk about the team except for, well, they can't win. And it doesn't look like. Including the coach. Yeah, exactly.
3: Michael, welcome to the drive, buddy. What's up?
4: Hey, what's going on,
5: guys? Hey, Hey, my company sponsors, um, again, we do a radio show, actually, on Sundays, mortgage X's and O's. But we sponsored the Kenny Payne show on a Monday, and then we turned right back around and had the Jeff Wall show. Jeff Walls, man, was so genuine and understanding, like, you have to work towards your personnel. Like he said, this year's team, he normally would press more. But his team is not capable of pressing more, so it's kind of like seeing it from a different perspective and understanding where Jeff walls is versus where we are with men's basketball. It's like night and day you know so it's just kind of like you know the excuses are just not you know they're just not tangible you know we, we've heard it all it's like you said, I think we've heard it through many of the radio shows through the day of. You know, we keep hearing the same old song and dance where, you know, we tried, we love on them, we're trying to figure it out. It's like, no, effort is demanded. Jeff Wall said, you know, you told the girls, if you're playing hard and you lose, the fans are going to come back the next game. Yep. But if you don't play hard, they they know we as a fan base, Louisville basketball, understand what effort is. You know, again, if we we've had un, under talented teams that maybe overperform. I think somebody mentioned a few weeks back about Preston Knowles and that team. They overachieved, and guess what? They in the tournament. Yeah. You know, and he was probably the catalyst as a previous walk on player. And But, it, you know, at the stage of his career, he was the main staple of the team. But they were leaving it all on the floor. This team, again, four assists in a game? What? I mean, that's just not good basketball. I mean, I understand it must have been. I don't know why Tyler Johnson didn't play. I will be the first to say, I didn't watch the game last night because – um, I'm in a split household. So my wife's a Kentucky fan, and she's like, "We're not watching this game at nine o'clock." <laughs> so it's
2: like, all right,
5: you know, I'll, I'll watch it on fast forward another time. No big deal. I look at the box score, and I'm like, okay, we only lost my, we only lost by six. Great, no big deal. Let me check in. Oh, we had four assists, and Trey White went off. That's great. I don't know how he went off. I'll go back and watch it probably today as I'm on my way home with nobody being home. But, again, it's like it's the same song and dance of, again, good basketball is good basketball. When we have an undermanned team, again, you have to find out what's going to work for the players that you have. And we don't have a great three-point shooting team. We don't have a great point guard on the team. So what are you going to do that's going to make it different? Munk up the game. But, again, they're not demanded to play defense. They're not demanded to do this certain thing that can be the staple of what this team's going to be for the year. Um, the, You know, again, I hate to say it. The only reason we won the Miami game is because Michael James got hot. And he got hot early. And if he, if he wouldn't have got hot, would we have won that game? Let me ask you guys that. when we have won that game?
3: I was, I, I'm I'm having trouble. Which game are you at? The Clemson Miami? game? Miami, I think. The Miami game. Yeah, if James did not
5: get hot that game, would we have won that game?
3: No, no, but, no, but, but, but uh, honestly, I I don't disagree with like the overall, but like these situations, like it's it's that the, the, somebody has to play well for you to win. Right. Sure, I don't want to. I just I don't want to discount that. I think it's really more yeah. to the point in the Miami game. Like Miami shot the ball like crap. And,
5: and there you go. So yeah. in Miami, a team that usually makes tenish threes a game, would
3: have- we lost them
0: there. You all right over there, big boy? Yeah, I went to go answer this, the second call and oh, dropped them. You
3: unanswered up. it. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. All right. Give us a call back here. 81 93-9. Nine. Well, the uh, thing is, like, the Miami, I think it's like Miami, I think they
4: hit 11 threes that game. But the, the point was they were all wide open and they missed a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, like, Miami was hitting threes, but they, they were also settling for a bunch of threes. And part of that, we've talked about it several times. Part of that was the fact that Louisville was was uh, was collapsing on the paint. They had active hands that game. They played pretty good defense inside the three point line. They played poor defense outside the three point line, but they weren't burned because Miami hit. They missed a lot of open shots. They did.
3: Let's get uh, Chaz in here next. Chaz, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up?
6: What's up, Mark? Hey, uh First of all, Mark, uh, between you and Skull, I mean, I've call, I've been calling in the shows forever. I mean, I was a Satterfield defender for for a long time. Um, the difference between Saturday, at least, man, he won occasionally. I yeah. mean, you yeah. know, it, it, you know, I mean, uh, just like last night, just just take into consideration. I mean, through 25 minutes, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I stopped watching it with 15 minutes ago. Um, We had zero assists, not four. I know we ended up with four, but we had zero. You should look into a couple of assists. Yeah. I mean, th- these guys were just playing you know, to, for themselves. And and I don't know if it's just sure, uh, you know, unluckiness, but all the injuries, like at some point, do we question, like, are these guys just – they just don't want to play? I mean, you know, with with everything – I mean, now the Karan Davis situation looks even worse. I mean, you, you should never kick a guy off if, if we don't even have bodies. I mean, how, how good would it be to have another guard last night? Um, but – even more concerning for me is just – it's just the guys just look out there and they look frustrated. I mean, Mike James last night in the first half, you know, I know he plays hard, but even him, I mean, he takes off plays. They just look like they're not all on the same page. They don't look like they like each other. And it's its frustrating to watch. And I, I just – I don't remember seeing a team, you know, at the exception of last year, that they just don't look like – they like each other. I mean, you look at the, the 2013 team, and I know they won the championship, but they were close. They hung out. I mean, you know, five of them went into a lawsuit together. They, they still all talk. I mean, if you ask when you hear Luke talk, I mean, it's just these guys don't look like they like each other. They don't look like they care. Um, it looks like, to me, they're auditioning for their next team. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, like I said, it, they, they should be able to luck into more assists. Um, the effort is not there. Um, you know, it, it's frustrating to watch. I mean, just listening, like, I, I swear, I, I've, I've had to mute him on, on mute Kenny on post games now. It's just, he says that stuff that I'm just like, like I listened to Drew this morning and he was very proud of their effort. It's it's another loss. It's another moral victory. We're freaking Louisville. We're frickin' Louisville. We're not Moral Victory University. So, it, you know, I'll hang out with listen to what you guys got to say. But it's just gotten to the point where I'm, I'm scheduling things to do during mobile games when I used to schedule things around when we played.
3: Hmm. Chaz, thank you for the call, buddy. Passionate. I appreciate, yeah. you know, all every word of that. He's right uh, about that. And, and as far – by the way, we had the caller earlier who asked about practice and what we hear. Um, I don't – I don't hear – that practices from the people that I've spoken to, um, are the worst thing you've ever seen. I don't hear that like they don't do anything, you know, I don't or, or or anything like that. I don't ever, or that there is like a lack of like intensity. What I consistently hear though is there is still a lot of bad behavior tolerated that's not dealt with there that you just shows up on the floor right uh, But that more than anything else, the there's a level of, of like teaching about why you're doing things or what the negative impacts will be if you don't do certain things. and then uh, there is a, a severe has always been a severe lack of insistence on doing lots of little things right. It's and that's why when Chaz calls in and says like they don't look like they like each other I I don't know that it's necessarily that they just look like they don't talk to each other that's just why I've always said to you like I can't, they don't even fight with each other like you would think being down 27 to somebody there'd be some infighting considering how often it happens and we don't even see that Yeah, and so really I think what they look like is five guys who just met (laughs) or five guys who are each being individually coached and now it's time for the recital and you five are going to go play together see
4: i don't get that they don't like each other but i think the lack of kim like all of them doing their own thing on offense too often and then on defense the communication is garbage and they don't know where they're supposed to be i think that gives off the implication or it gives off the uh the vibe that they're very disconnected and I think maybe that's where it comes from for people you know what I mean because they
3: don't there's a sense in which they are as disconnected as they look yeah yeah because they
4: they, they're the devils in the details that's 100% like and we're so used to having coaches in any we don't have to go to Rick Pitino anybody who's a successful coach is generally pretty obsessed with the details most of the greats were and when they teach basketball they teach basketball and the, the best thing is any sport I've ever played they show you how to do the the right way and they tell you why the other things aren't good. What will happen if you yeah. don't? What right? are the what are the consequences? If you do this the wrong way? Like this is how you're supposed to tackle. These are the consequences when you don't do it the right way. These are the ways you can hurt yourself and somebody else. This is why uh, it's you know, you gotta tackle with your body and your arms. You have to hit and wrap up because if you do one or the other, you know, you could slip out of it. You know, when you block, this is where your hand placement is, this is where your foot placement is. This is all footwork and hand placement. I mean, when you're in the offensive line community, we talk about that more than anything. More than anything. That's are little things. That's technique. That's what can make a, a 6'1", 295-pound dude beat the hell out of a 6'7", 340-pound guy off the line of scrimmage because the devil's in the details. Somebody does their job better than you. It doesn't matter how big and strong you are. You know, and, and that's that extends to basketball. Who are you letting down if you don't rotate here? What's gonna happen if you don't close out on that three point shooter? You know, what's gonna happen if you don't box this guy out? You know, all basic things that a novice could tell you watching the game. That it doesn't seem like those things connect with players that have been playing this game their entire life, and I'm sure have been told in other situations. But once you have a new coach and a new this and a new that and a new, you know, uh, environment that you're in And they don't emphasize these things They don't tell you why you're doing this or that Like it, it's 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 wild what it can look like Well and, and because Of all this
3: it shouldn't come as a Surprise to anybody that Two of the areas that they have They consistently struggle Mightily are Things that are, the, are produced By the team doing things as a team yeah. And not individuals doing Good things because like, you know, you have a great re- uh, rebounding night, but I don't think any of us can look at like sort of what they do as a team. It was just this great effort by some guys. Yeah, uh, and on the offensive end, same kinds of things, but you cannot individually generate assists, and you cannot individually play great defense. Like you can do your job, but you're part of a team, and you can't. And, of course, the things that are the result of guys working together in concert because they understand the big picture, those are the things that they consistently are the worst at. And those are the things that coaches have to imprint on these guys and, and insist on it be done a certain way. And they aren't. And they never have. Clearly. Clearly. Let's take our last break. Let's do it. We will come back. We'll let you guys still jump in here if you would like to, but we'll wrap things up here on the other side. On the drive on 9th be Right back.
1: Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to BaptistHealth.com slash Care Anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system.
3: Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
2: You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville.
3: Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. Uh, texter suggests that uh, if Josh is going to hire Scott Drew down the line, he should drop a little hints and we should call them. Drew's Drew's Clues. I saw that comment. Solid choice. Solid choice there.
4: Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Me, it's going to be all the hot wings I can possibly handle, and, of course, a couple of uh, parlays, as Biscuit likes to do. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash biscuit to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash biscuit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and over and present in Kentucky. $10 $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. They've up that offer, Mark. It's back up to $200. It's that time of year. Yeah, man. Everybody get in there. If you haven't
3: gotten in there yet, get in there now. They got that uh, Super Bowl coming up that will not have the Ravens, uh, and bon, they, bon, I, I think the longer this uh, goes on, and uh, like the we look back, they they are going to sorely regret this missed opportunity this season. Uh, and look, I, I think all the criticisms of the Ravens and Lamar and and everything are legit. Yeah, they, Lamar they, owns this piece of it Sure. For sure. Uh, I have been happy to see. You know, Monk and really, I think, has gotten the majority of the criticism just for. As he should. On, correct. I totally agree. But now uh, they're, they've got some real work to do. The reason uh, this is going to feel more and more like a missed opportunity for them, uh, they've got a ton of free agents, yep. and now you've got your uh, your young superstar uh, defensive coordinator is out. Yeah. Heading to Seattle. Uh, to Mike become, McDonald. Yeah, the head coach uh, there. It bothers me greatly that there is now an NFL head coach almost 10 years younger than me.
4: I hate everything. Yeah,
3: absolutely. He is 36. Gerard Mayo was the
0: youngest coach in the NFL for like
4: two weeks. <laughs> I turned 40 and... Three months is that right? Yeah, it about is, three
0: months. It's been a common trend ever since McVay got hired by the oh, Rams. I remember it was like he's the youngest of all time, and then it was Flores, and then it was like Stefanski, and then it was like all, now it's all over the place. It's uh, which is why it's not a shock that no one wants to hire Bill That's
4: right. Yeah, it, look, it's a copycat league, even down to demographics. Young offensive coordinators, you know, like that. Now he's defensive coordinator, but like that was the kick after you know McVay. It was young offensive minds, under 40 offensive minds. And now maybe it'll be young defensive minds. <laughs> Who knows? But this league is it's copycat in every way. It's it's ridiculous. Group think
3: is strong in the NFL. 8150, 939. That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. Let's get Bob in here. Next Bob, welcome to the drive, bud. What's up?
2: Well, hey guys. Hey, uh, my, this is my second time. I'm sorry for hogging the phone. Uh, But I'm just responding back to or calling about what former Chuck was telling you all uh, several minutes ago about, you know, uh, Josh Hurd. Sure. Uh, As I understand it, Josh Hurd was ready to fire Kenny Payne after the Kentucky game. Uh, He actually had an interim staff set up and – it was nixed by the president at U of L and the board of trustees. So, you know, I, I, I I'm not. You know, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm a, a little bit angry or perplexed that everybody putting it all on Josh Hurd. You know, let the man do his job. Uh, and and like you said, it's. If this next hire he uh, he he goes uh, and picks doesn't work out and it's his hire nobody else is above telling him hire this guy then yeah then we can get on his case but it's you, know, you see all these fire Josh Hurd uh, texts and things and it's like the man didn't have the ability to do that what he wanted to do so. You know how can you get on his case? Anyway, that that's that's what I wanted to say.
3: Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you. Uh, I know that you know. Trilly Donovan is, I think, largely responsible for that idea being out there that there was going to be a move made and it was nixed from on high. No, I don't. I don't know that we'll ever know if that's really true or not. Right. Uh, I don't think things were that far. My understanding of things. I think that Josh did kick the tires on a lot of possibilities, uh, but I don't get the sense that it was, I'm about to execute this and I got overruled from on high. I don't, I don't think
4: that's what happened. I don't know. But that's I, the, that's I, the problem. I, don't, I really don't know. But it, it sure. would be
3: just as wrong to say that like they never thought about it. Yeah. Right? Like what are you talking about? I've uh, never, uh, I've never wavered from this. You know, that's not. I don't think that oh, that's I'm sure true either. I'm it, sure that they looked into every yeah. single option, uh, and if there was something that I think they thought was comp- compelling enough, they would have done it.
4: And there were rumors that he was having a tough time finding somebody that would take the interim. And part and of that, like, that. Was the like fear there was, of like the
3: players just leaving at the at the semester
4: break. Yeah, because there was still players putting the vote of confidence out for Kenny. You don't know. We know. We heard the reports that he had talked to multiple players about Kenny's future that was leaked you know and i'm sure they were all factors and um i don't know i'm disappointed that it didn't happen then but i'm sure there are reasons there's reasons why not but i can't confirm nor deny that that happened it'd be disappointing if it did just because you got to let your ad cook you got to let him have autonomy over his department that he does and he's not your intern anymore you know but um there might have been. It might have been a group decision, you know, with with Josh. I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much because I don't know, right, if it happened or not.
3: And in this case, I don't know anything about President Schatzel at all. No, I don't. You know, I don't have a clue what she values, what she's, her thoughts. I I am somewhat hesitant to believe that she would immediately just sort of come right into the job and
4: overrule Josh like it that. doesn't seem like. Even though we don't know anything about her, it doesn't. I don't get those vibes from her. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. Especially that early in her tenure. But uh, I think we both will say that it's refreshing that I don't know much about her. It's usually a good sign. <laughs> yeah. You know what I am right. saying. Like that I don't really know that much about the president.
3: It's usually or the other way really. Yeah. It's it not it's never really good when you know all these people. I don't want to know too much about we should, pres- we the president should not know university. who's on the board. We yeah. really shouldn't. All I do yeah, know I shouldn't about have her to know.
0: is during my graduation I did a little celebration after I was walking the stage and she said, "Okay, calm down, calm down." And I was like,
4: okay, "Ma'am, like I'm never going to like see her.
0: you again, so yeah, I'm like going to have I'm going to my not, minute." Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm
3: not calming down at all. Did she say calm down, Tanner? Like that would have been awesome. Oh no,
0: no. She was just like, okay, okay, take it easy, calm down. And I was like, ma'am, like
4: ma'am, this I'm is done. a miracle that I am walking across <laughs> yes, this stage. Literally, so why don't you just calm down yourself? <laughs> <laughs> this might, I might be one of thousands to you. Okay, <laughs> calm down, huh?
3: Let's get uh, Zach in here. Zach, your approval your rating just dropped. Sorry. What's up?
4: Sorry. Right. Right, okay, what's going on, guys? Hey, bud.
7: Yeah, so first thing I want to start with is, uh, man, how is South Carolina not ranked? <laughs> Good question. That's, uh, that, that's a huge thing. I've seen that. You know, they were the game that was on before Louisville last time. sitting there watching. I was like, that's pretty damn impressive. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, his uh, their head coach should definitely be in question, uh, another candidate that we can look out for. Uh yeah, last night, you know, sitting there watching that first half, it's like, you know, here we go again. But then they do what they did against Virginia and start pulling back. I really thought we had a chance there and, uh, you know, getting our hopes up and everything again. But uh, one thing I want to connect with Kenny Payne is just like, you know, I, I'm sure he's just a kid and, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, I don't want to beat up on the kids because they're all giving it their all, I'm sure, uh, even though sometimes it does look like they're going through the motions. But uh, Danilo, uh, Javanovich, you know, he misses that point-blank layup. And to me, it just looks like he's so timid out there. And that was just one of those things that was like one of those big red flags that Kenny did. It was like, who is this guy? You know, a two-star or three-star, whatever it was, that rolled the bench at Miami. And then you can just tell when he gets on the floor he doesn't belong at a program like Louisville of our caliber. And, I mean, yeah, Zan Pan goes out there and gives us, you know, great effort, too, and, you know, we appreciate that because most of the time it doesn't look like anybody else really wants to do that, uh, but they're just, they're, it's not the kind of caliber player that we're used to having at this kind of program, you know, it's just, and uh, I get it's the coach's son and everything, but when he's out on the court, it's it just, it's I, I don't know, it's just, a, it's a bad look, and it looks like, you know, they're, I don't know what that does to the other players on the team if they – I mean, obviously they know Zan isn't the, isn't the type of athlete and baller that everyone else on the team is, uh, I mean, outside of maybe Javanovic because it seems like they sort of play the same role when they're in the game. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just spinning my wheels. These guys, I mean, it just it's, – it's sad to see because I feel like any kid growing up in the city or really that has dreams of playing big, you know, basketball at that kind of level looks at this and is just like – Man, what happened to Louisville? You know, I mean, I grew up idolizing Earl Clark and T. Will and all those guys, and it's just like, what happened? So I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I'll hang up and uh, and y'all have a good one and uh, close out the show strong.
3: Appreciate uh, the, the call, thank you, Zach. I appreciate that, that vote of little, com, uh, that little paddle on like, the pat back the there, theme, yeah. Like, all right, guys. thank you. Appreciate that, buddy. appreciate that. Uh, no promises. Look, as far as uh, uh, D. Lo, I mean. I don't enjoy doing this either, you know, being critical of somebody because he did choose to come here uh, and he's playing and, and playing in a situation that's obviously not great for anybody. Uh, so it's not like I feel like he's super empowered and and prepared and just goes out there and half asses it. I, I don't really know that I believe any of them half ass it. I think
4: they're half brain in it. Like, I think they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. It's hard, it's hard to look, like, like we've said a hundred times. You, you, you can play hard. If you're doing the wrong thing, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't it's not gonna look good. You know, and I think that's where we're at with these guys. And I won't say anything Zan played fine last night. He played just as well as anybody else, or better, you know. So I'm not I got nothing negative to say about his play last night. I mean, especially with the short, short bench we've got, he's kinda of forced to play.
0: I and mean, I'm waiting for the Aiden McCool game, you know, it's coming. But <laughs> Dude, same. Oh my God. Every game I'm like, all right. I'm waiting for Aiden McCool Aiden to be starting out. Yeah. We are one and one when he is a promo. That movie by the One way.
4: Night at McCool's.
0: There you go. That's like, all we hey, need.
3: Advanced statistics here. Say so that one more when time, Tanner.
0: We are one and one when he is uh used for the promo photo. Look at
4: that. We're 500. Woo! I think we'd all love think Every advantage right now. we can get. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yeah, Danilo was he was similar to Karan Davis, where when Karan Davis Committed, it was super weird, and that's why it was criticized. Because it's like, look, man, this is the first commit of this, like, first commit of this cycle. Is this what we're doing? You know, like uh, transfer commit, JUCO guy that nobody's ever heard of. You know, in in December, he's not a ranked JUCO kid. Like, not to say you can't find diamonds in the rough, but that shouldn't be the first thing that's committing to you. Is somebody that nobody else has has heard of. You know, and then Danilo was that weird, like, all right, we need to round out this roster, Let's try to get a little, a little older, you know, some, some experienced guys in here to, 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 bring us home. And the last committee gets is Danilo, who played like a handful of minutes at Miami last year, and he's young. I was like, what's this? Like, is this the best? Is this the best guy we have in the portal? Is this the best we can do? And the answer was yes, apparently, which is the problem. Apparently, like I still don't believe that. I think there was others that we could have gotten, but that's what Kenny believed. And therein lies the problem. You know, I don't well, know if it's a total misevaluation of, of talent or if it's just like
3: eh, I don't know. Well, it it dovetails back into the conversation about uh the need uh, for urgency and moves like that not giving you the sense at all that like you realize you've got to be better right away and that that would have made the emphasis on players that you're adding to the roster they need to be sure as sure a thing as as could be which is why i thought he'd go you might get less busts or less boom but you can certainly avoid busts as well they've got to be like you wanted the roster construction to look like hey they, they know they've got to be better and these are sure things and then it's like who are these guys
4: well, you know how many like uh six eight, six nine, two thirty guys were in the portal that ended up going somewhere else that are averaging like 9-7 and 7 or 10-8 and 8 for their new team, you know, and, and their production at a mid-major really translated? You know, there's guys out there. There's point guards that are steady hands that may not be, like you said, the, they may not have the potential to boom, but they're not going to bust nearly as often because they're the steady hand. They're the game manager that we talk about. But they have the experience. You know, there's something to be said for experience, especially when everybody else is getting older. You know, and you decide to somehow get younger. Like, that's wild. That's a wild, especially with, when you're trying to to establish a culture and have those first guys through the drill that that Luke likes to talk about. Like, why wouldn't you try to to get some guys that have their college basketball legs under them already? You know, because K- Sky Clark was essentially a freshman. You know, he he practiced with Illinois, he played a handful of games, and then he shut it down for the year. You know. Um Trey White had a nice season at USC. You know, he had some experience still a sophomore though. You know, and like I just uh, there are so many people he could have gotten. There are 2000 well, guys in the transfer portal. In
3: retrospect, we were not watching um a devised executed plan to build a specific roster a specific way. It was uh, now I think we can say with certainty that's not what we saw. Oh, they I got
4: players they could get. It was pretty obvious at the time, but it, there wasn't a ton of direction. And what they were trying to do, except for just a general statement of we're going to upgrade the talent, we're going to get the right kind of kid, you know, whatever that means. It didn't mean what it needed to mean. No, it didn't. It didn't.
3: 8150 50 93, 9 that's uh, the number. If you want to jump in here, you certainly can. Texas said, this is a 32-year rebuild. One additional win every year. Yeah, you could, I understand why people say that, uh, that sort of thing. And it does get awfully difficult. Uh, as far as like the comment uh, we had, the, a caller previously, uh, who asked about Musk, Eric Musselman and yeah. the, the interest that's there. Uh, there was the tweet earlier from the reporter that uh, covers Arkansas that Louisville was interested in and focused on Mick Cronin and then he deleted that tweet and it seemed awfully convenient that the guy that covers Arkansas was uh, eager to report a source report that Louisville was very focused on not Arkansas's coach (laughs) Uh, but then he deleted it and said he was asked to delete it Uh. uh, which whatever I don't believe that either. Asked by whom? Yeah. Uh, look, it's pretty obvious. Like, it's Something's not great at Arkansas. It's off. It hasn't looked like it has before uh, with him there. And if that makes him more available as a coach, yeah, I think that, that would be something
4: I that would, having that would excite look,
3: fans a lot.
4: I think as the year goes on, we'll see. Like, I, I'm incredibly impressed with what Lamont Paris is doing in South Carolina. Sure. Our last caller uh, mentioned him. I mean, it's been an incredible month. Kentucky, and Tennessee in the span of like a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, they're 18-3 and three at the end of January at South Carolina after he won 11 games in his first year last year. For me, he's on the list of people that are on my radar. You know what I mean? Like, he's absolutely on my radar. He needs to to maybe do a little something to end the season, make sure they don't fall off the cliff, and, and hopefully make some noise in March. But um, I don't Striebel was getting attacked earlier because he said he thought that Lamont and Paris should be a name in the mix for U of L. I think he should be in the mix, but there's a lot of there's a lot more for him to prove. And you know, he won 11 games last year, and he's got them in the driver's seat this year. But it's 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 a different situation. He took over at South Carolina; it was a rebuild, and he did it. You know, he did what we asked Kenny Payne to do last year, which is look like your your principles are taking. You know, you win like 11 games, and that's disappointing. But we can see. What's happening? And you'd love him. What did he say after, after the Tennessee game the other night? My team are fighters. <laughs> and I read that and I was just like, oh, man. Mark's going to love that.
0: He had broken limits. Man, Boy, that they
4: win. Like, that's the point. They're fighting and doing the right thing. That word is cursed right now, man. But you hear it, you know, and you're like, yeah, in any other situation, that doesn't bother me. But now it bothers me. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear it. Like, Ugh, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, the,
3: the next coach, whoever you are out there, if you got people around you, I hope that they will tell you, like, just just wait a little while before you talk about a fight. Like, just <clears throat> let that word take a break.
4: You know, so compete. Just say compete. compete. That's all you got to do. Compete. Yeah, he was comparing him to Jerome Tang, and I was like, well, pump the brakes. Jerome Tang went to the Elite Eight in his first year, and we'll see what he does this year. They've lost a couple games recently, but they had it on the, on the rails for a little bit there. see what he does for an encore but he flipped the team in a year and made the elite eight it's not a one-for-one comparison um but yeah there's a long list of names that i would love to entertain they're not all the right guy for the job but i want to interview a lot of people there are a lot of guys in the category of like i think they don't
3: have enough sizzle to them that they would be exciting enough, I think, off the bat. There's, because look, with things as the way that they are, like you're going to need some of that. Even though I don't value that terribly highly, but there are a ton of like him, uh, like Steve Forbes, Steve know, Torbs, uh, like those guys that are in. A, they're a tier below. They probably will never even get an interview. But I think they would do well here. Yeah, just because of demeanor, and obviously their basketball abilities.
4: Before we get out of here, did you see? Rasheed Wallace say that Michael Jordan's not that good of a defender. Wasn't that good of a defender. I just <laughs> I, I just it. love it. I just wanted to see the Jordan hive blow up. Just you can't any compliment can't to another anything. player right. is a slight to him. Any actual slight to him is like a it's a serious offense. Like a dead like you should die if you say anything about Jordan.
3: Yeah, you know, he, so he's my my childhood is and growing up is him. Same. Yeah. And so I have the first-hand memories of watching all of those important games oh, yeah. as they happen. And I did. Uh, but you you go a long, long, long time without watching him actually play. And sometimes if you just come across something or whatever, you're like, good God, man. He is really
4: good. as <laughs> good as hell. Man. It's ridiculous what he was able to do. It's funny that Sheed's like throwing that out there because Sheed wasn't in the league when Jordan was. Like Sheed, what was he drafted? Like 95, I think. 96 yeah,
3: it was close to the end of Jordan
4: right. yeah it was and, and he probably he was in the league during the, the second you know three-peat but at that point I don't think Jordan was quite as good a defender as he was earlier in his career but the man was unreal he was first team all defense for nine, a reason nine times yeah, was it nine or 10? Nine, nine? nine. nine
0: times. times one time defensive player of the year and I, right. I
3: love all of the stories of all of his time as a player where Phil Jackson tells various stories about like all right we're about to go out and play these guys. Here's what we're gonna do, and then Jordan like, No, 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 I got that guy. Yeah, and he's just like, no, that's the game plan. Is I'm guarding that guy. He talked about me two years ago,
4: right? But of course, everybody, as soon as she put it out there, it was just it was fish food. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And somebody they started posting like the old clip of a Detroit Pistons game where the announcer was like, they're gonna have to switch Jordan off of Vinnie Johnson. He's too fast and stuff like that. <laughs> like, see, she's right. I love it. Just cherry pick it enough. <laughs> just
3: cherry pick, just exactly. that one,
4: that one time somebody said something. You can't cover microwave.
3: Keep it here on ninety three in the Ville, uh, Louisville Sports Live at seven. Uh, those guys, uh, Ethan Moore, Taylor are going to do a great job. So keep it here on ninety three in the Ville. You've been listening to the Drive on said ninety three in the Ville. See you.